Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. I am so happy that you have joined me today. This show is now heard in over 120 countries, which tells me over and over that no matter where we live, who we are, what our educational background is, what our financial position is, we need to hear the message of hope. And each one of my guests has that message where they were in a place in their lives where they were or feeling hopeless and they didn't know which way to turn and there was a pivotal place in their life where they turned their life around and became successful each one of my guests has a unique story no two are alike and if you want to be part of this show I highly suggest that you contact me and share your story because Each one of us has a story, and there's people out there that can benefit from listening to yours. So I thank you. I thank each one of my guests, and I thank each one of my listeners. It's awesome to have you with us today. I have with me today Poppy Smith. Poppy is an international speaker, a multi-published author, a teacher, a mentor, and a spiritual coach. Her goal is to encourage women to thrive in their relationships and in life. I believe that is most of our goals, is that we want to encourage one another to thrive in their relationships and life. And that's what makes it so exciting when we help one another. It always comes back and blesses us as well. Now, sometimes the only thing couples seem to have in common, this is what Poppy says, is that they got married on the same day. I laughed when I read that because it's so true. When you look back, sometimes you wondered, who is this person and why did I ever marry him or her? In her book entitled... Why can't he be more like me? Many women believe that when they get married, their husband should be their clone. I think that's very true of most wives. But you are going to show us today, Poppy, that this is very far from the truth. And I'm excited and anxious to hear that. Poppy helps women analyze areas of marital conflict as well. And by reviewing their backgrounds, parenting personalities, expectations, needs, and reactions, all things we need to hear. Welcome, Poppy. Thank you, Carol. I'm delighted to be with you, and I absolutely love the title of your program, Never Ever Give Up Hope, because it's so easy to do that at different times in life. 
And I'm sure you've had those moments, too. I certainly have. Yes, I had many. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about a couple of those, if you don't mind. Let's start with uh, your growing up years and anything that you would like to share, we would love to hear. Yes, and it's fun to share this with your international audience because I'm an international person, too. Uh, born in England and my father being in the British Royal Air Force, my parents loved living overseas, so I grew up... Um, in England, in Sri Lanka, in Singapore, and finally oh. in Nairobi, Kenya. Oh, my goodness. And then in Kenya is where I met my American husband, which is how I ended up finally in America. So tell us what happened there, because I know there's quite a story around that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I when I talk to women, I advise them, do not marry someone that you uh, – you haven't spent a lot of time with, and particularly if it's possible, <laughs> if it's possible to see and meet his family, uh, and for them, your spouse, whether it's male or female, to meet uh, the possible in-laws, uh, not because they're going to be terrible, but because you're marrying a product of of their upbringing. That's right. And just as as we are products of our own upbringing. And you find out all sorts of things that never crossed your mind that were normal to the other person because they're not normal for you. <laughs> That's a very good point. So um, do you do this in when you speak like in seminars, workshops, or this is in your book or just elaborate on that a bit? Yes, I talk about it in my book, Why Can't He Be More Like Me? Because it was one of the uh, topics I wrote about in a chapter saying, uh, not only is he not your clone, the next chapter is, uh, you don't come from the same home. And so things that were normal to you in your home, just the mildest uh, example, but it can create uh, tension or irritation, was that in my home, we had a jar of uh, marmalade and strawberry jam and maybe plum jam, and all three were open at the same time. My husband came from uh, a farm in Iowa where uh, they had one jar of jam, and when that was finished, you opened the next one. <laughs> so he would ask me why I had three jars of jam open. And I said, amazed that he would even ask, I said, well, one day I want marmalade, another day maybe I want strawberry jam, and another day I want plum. So that's why. <laughs> so there's a lot of adapting to one another in unexpected ways when you get married. You know, I've heard the the comment over the years that leaving the lid off the toothpaste can sometimes be the last straw. And that's basically what you're saying. I mean, it doesn't, yes. you know, these things pile up. So you must uh -huh. talk about then how not to let these things pile up. So what, what do you recommend? Well, early on when things were very difficult because I came from an English background, English culture. My husband was an American. We have an age difference of 10 years between us, just a, a huge gap of um, what we were exposed to growing up. You know, I was exposed to a lot of uh, music and movies and stuff, and my husband didn't come from a, a world that was, was like that. So there were just a lot, a lot of adjustments about things. And um, I, I, I speak about it when I'm asked to speak on marriage or relationships, whether it's to millennials or to uh, married couples further on in life. But my point is you have to 
you have to be adaptable. And in those early years when I was uh, really um, struggling with staying in my marriage, I, I came to a conclusion that I want to make this marriage the happiest it can be given that we're two very, very different people. And I think that determination helped me start to do some different things, particularly in my thinking. I decided to focus on what I did admire and appreciate in my husband and not spend all day um, thinking about all the things I didn't like or the things he did that upset me. And so changing your, your thought patterns are huge if you want to start changing the atmosphere in your relationship. That is really key. I'm glad you touched on that. You are two different people, which, of course, you've already established, but also that turning it around to a positive, because anytime we're in a negative situation, you obviously have learned, as many others, how to turn that around. And instead of saying, oh, you know, he's this and he's that and he's the other thing, turning that around to what he is that you appreciate. So give us a little bit of um, either your own examples or some possibly uh, some stories that uh, people have shared with you that would give people some coping tools in how exactly to do this and to change that mindset, which isn't always easy. Yeah, I th- I think to to look at the other person and 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 try to discern what are their needs, emotional needs as well as uh, other needs that as a as a woman you can meet, as a wife you can meet, or a husband for that matter. Um, but we tend to all of us be very self focused. Mm-hmm. What I want, what makes me happy, what I would prefer. And I was a pretty hot, feisty, angry woman in those early years. And I never stopped to think about that. It was always so self-centered. And now over the years, as I've tried to grow both in my faith and as a person um, and encourage other women in struggling in marriages, is to say, just think about him. What Not only uh, the good points and strengths he has, but what could you do? What would he appreciate you doing for him? Whether it's changing your tone of, of language or your words, whether it's calming down and speaking quietly instead of yelling, uh, whether it's eye contact. I mean, what could you do that would meet his need for connection with you? Powerful. Absolutely powerful. I'm thinking my head is spinning as as you're talking. I'm realizing, you know, like looking over uh, the years, we've been married almost 50 years. And, and there, you we all have those moments. I don't think any of us are immune to those. And so in order to be successful in, in, in marriage, you have to, there is a give and take. And I appreciate uh, you saying that. Anything else along, we're, we're going to talk about your other books as well, but is there anything else? It's a, such an interesting subject as far as um, possibly do you have a course or online or something like that where you can, or are you available for women who want to contact you regarding issues? Are, are you a counselor? Like, what what is your area here? Yes, very much. Uh, I'm I'm available. I have not done a course. I'm considering a webinar for my latest book, which is "Go for It: Make Your Life Count for God," um, and it's very motivational about just investing your life in something worth 
worth your life mm. uh, rather than just indulging yourself in whatever luxury you can afford or holiday or whatever but but realizing you have one life to live and to make it count for for uh, what is more important than just just you and uh, so I'm, I'm considering that I haven't done one on marriage I would like to and possibly I would but I'm certainly open to people contacting me either by Skype or uh, email or go to my website which is poppy p-o-p-p-y s-m-i-t-h dot com one word poppysmith.com and uh, contact me through that and you can also get uh, a lot of uh, information about different topics on my blog page. I've written for several years about all sorts of issues for women. And so I would encourage anyone dealing with some struggles to go to that blog page at poppysmith.com and scroll through the directory. Let's just back up for a moment and tell us how your husband reacted when you made this uh, change in the way you responded to him. Well, I wish the change was instant, but it wasn't. It, <laughs> it took me a few years to realize that I needed to change because oh my it was goodness, really yes. so focused on, well, if you this, you that, you know. And I have a very honorable husband. He uh, is more on the introverted side, so he just did not respond in the way that I attacked, which was uh, – the grace of God, <laughs> but um, bit by bit, I think we learn to um, trust each other and to talk to each other about how we feel. One of the best things I learned several years ago was to to express how I felt. In the early years, I would express everything through anger, angry words, and hurt and tears. Then I moved to shutting down and refusing to let my husband see when I was hurt or struggling. And then somebody said, share your emotions with each other. And I think we both do that to a much greater extent now. And we can hear the other person's um, feelings, which really makes a difference. Instead of just heads arguing over points, it's one heart touching another and maybe hurting it and then being willing to say I'm sorry I didn't mean to hurt you so that it's a it's years and years to get along you know to become a different person with a different relationship but if we don't try the first one of us who in the couple who wants to try we have to keep going and not just say well if you don't respond immediately how I want you to I'm leaving or I'm never talking to you again or slamming doors so we have to begin somewhere, and it begins with us. That's interesting because that was going to be my next question, is how do you persevere if you aren't getting the response that you are, were hoping for? And I believe what you are saying is to just keep pushing without being an egg. So maybe address that. I think it goes back to why are you doing this? Um, because are you doing it because with your faith in whatever uh, area that you have faith in, uh, prompts you and draws you and calls you to be a different person, which was my case. Or it could be that you just don't want to be that kind of person who's bitter and gossiping about her husband to her friends and saying, he's this and he's that. 
and you just want to be a better person yourself. So I think there has to be a motivation for change, which enables you to persevere when it takes a lot longer than you expected. I really appreciate what you said about bettering yourself because I've seen a lot of marriages over the years, and I'm sure you have as well, where they fall apart because of possibly one of the uh, or both of the uh, spouses don't like themselves. We have to really appreciate and like ourselves first. Do, do you not agree? Yes and no. I think there's a place where, as I came to, uh, and occasionally still have these these uh, responses to my own behavior, my own thinking, and that is that's not who I want to be. And so, yes, I think generally there's a sense of self-respect and uh, appreciation of who you are. I tend not to dwell too much on that, but I know I feel confident about who I am and that I'm a decent person, but I'm certainly not a perfect person. And in those early years, you know, my anger and my explosive temper uh, were such clear reminders to me constantly that I wasn't who I ever dreamed I would be, and I didn't want to be that person And even now, uh, last night in a situation, uh, not in a marriage, but in another situation, I responded to something a friend shared with me. And later I felt so uh, guilty because I was insensitive. And so that's something I apologized to her this morning on, on a, in a tweet and a text and, um, and said, you know that I still have a long way to go <laughs> in becoming who I want to be. And so, yes, I think you need to have a sense of your own value. You are valuable. You're valuable in, in the eyes of God. You're valuable as a person. And even if you're treated with less than respect, it's really important at your core, you know that you're a valuable person and you do not have to accept the kind of ways you're being spoken to or treated. And that goes both ways. There has to be a balance, right? Yes. You you have to not only respect yourself, respect your spouse, and that has to come back to you as well. Otherwise, it probably can get quite discouraging, which may be why this doesn't work for some people. Yeah. Anything, any thoughts on that? I think the biggest problem that we find is that we become bitter. And bitterness is a horrible way to live. And I keep going back to that thought that is very important to me. You have one life to live. Make it the best it can be. And by that, I don't mean necessarily success, fame, money, and all the rest of it. But I mean in your character, in who you are, so that people, if they comment on you at all, they comment on you know, that you are a kind, a decent, uh, a loyal, a truthful person, that that your intrinsic character is important to you. And so bitterness destroys that. I remember those years of being bitter and saying horrible things and, you know, to other people. And uh, when I came to realize how destructive, not only to a relationship, but to who you are yourself – that I realized I had to deal with all these things and uh, not allow that to grip me. Well, I think one of the basic questions is to ask yourself, is this how I want to live? Do I want to live as this person who is 
bitter and angry, or this person who feels like she's a victim of her circumstances, that she has no choices. Sometimes it's true that, you know, there aren't choices that can change your circumstances, but within the circumstances, you have a choice in how you respond. Will it make you a stronger person? Will it give you a, a degree of joy in your life? Or will you respond in a way that just grinds you down into um, more and more despair? And, and I know we're speaking to people around the world to very different cultures. And I worked for a time in a domestic violence shelter. So I'm very aware uh, of the situations women find themselves in around the world. I've talked to women in many countries about uh, their marriages. And I know that um, it can be very painful and very lonely. And for many, there is no out. There's no shelter to go to. There's no divorce options and things like that. But there is a, an option for yourself, and that is to refuse to be shaped into a woman you don't want to be. And there's a lot of help, to, including your program, to help women find answers to their difficulties. I like what you said there. Refuse to be a woman shaped into someone you do not want to be. Mm -hmm. That really, really sums up a lot of what you said. And that, that comes from a good attitude, though, not one of like, you know, you're adamant that nobody's going to change you, but to just change yourself first. And then it all kind of falls into place, correct? Yes, yes. And and it's not even so much like yourself because, you know, I didn't like characteristics that I was displaying and occasionally even now, but value yourself. See yourself as a person who, who matters, matters uh, depending on your religion, certainly matters to God as a, as a Christian. To me, I matter. And That's right. that, that transforms my view of my life and my purpose in life. And for someone who may be really hurting in this area, is there anything, any any other words of encouragement that you can give uh, where they might feel totally worthless and don't have anyone that they can confide in? Or, um, you know, I'm just feeling that there's probably people out there who are, are listening and saying, yeah, well, it's okay for them, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but my situation is so bad and so awful and no one could possibly understand how can someone who is in dire straits like that turn their thought pattern around well of course you know i'm coming at it from a from a perspective that has changed my life and that is a belief that there is a god who cares and a god who communicates and a mm. god to whom we can talk and bring our burdens and problems. And that's where I found my source of strength when everything seemed uh, to just be crumbling around me in terms of my dreams of, of uh, life. I, I don't know what else to say except, yes, God uses people, and he is available for you to talk to and ask him to show you what to do, to bring someone safe into your life who can give you encouragement to maybe tune in on the, on the internet or the radio or whatever and, and look for programs like yours that can give hope and direction. But you're never totally hopeless. There's a God who cares and he will direct you to some source of help. Faith is such a great motivator. Mm -hmm. and has certainly changed a lot of people's attitudes and perspective and outlook. 
and those of us who do know God on a, in a personal relationship know that we wouldn't have made it this far without his help and so I appreciate you saying that let's talk a little bit about some of your other books because I know you are a Christian writer and you do have several other books and so this would be a good time to to possibly share uh, some of these other ones that you have to offer well, my first book um, does deal with women, uh, say, 40s, 50s, and older, and it's called I'm Too Young to Be This Old. <laughs> oh, I like <laughs> and, that. And I think uh, it sold extremely well, even it's even in Mandarin in China, um, because all of us think that. We look in the mirror and we think, what happened? <laughs> no <laughs> where, kidding. where did that young woman go and who is this? But I, I deal with deeper issues too, like transitions in life and who are we now that we're getting old? Uh, do we have value and so on? I talk about the, the midlife marriage, how if it's been a long one, it can become stale and you can treat each other like furniture. I talk about the empty nest and for some women, that is so traumatic to have their children leave home. Uh, and then I talk about moving forward and uh, knowing where who you are and what your strengths and gifts are. And then wh- what are you going to do with the rest of your life? So that book was my first, and it really fits with my last, which just came out a few months ago, Go For It, Make Your Life Count for God. And that is for every age uh, of, of reader. And I'm saying the same thing. Dare to dream and use your life, uh, review your life, explore opportunities, um, anticipate obstacles, and move forward. So it's very motivational. It gives a lot of questions to reflect which will help you come to see who you are and how you've been shaped and put together and give you direction for the future. I believe that until we've lost our mind, and that does happen (laughs) for for many, uh, or we are physically incapacitated, we have something to do on this earth. And uh, we're fulfilled and satisfied um, when we do that. And so that's the point of that book, which I'm writing a leader's guide to it right now and hope to do a webinar. And then the other books in between, um, after I'm Too Young to Be This Old, I wrote a book that's called I'm Too Human to Be Like Jesus. And that is talking about the ups and downs, uh, lots of stories you know, how do we stand in life's storms? What, what is it about um, our faith that helps us get through these tough times of losing a child or um, having cancer and things like that? And then many other topics that help people grow uh, in their faith with lots of true stories about my own ups and downs, of course. Um, then I did another one on the life of Abraham, uh, which was called Reaching Higher. And again, it's helping people think through what do I believe and am I living it out and how do I handle the problems I'm facing? So those plus uh, the one on marriage, why can't he be more like me? And now go for it. Make your life count for God. One thing I noticed is that in sharing these book titles, as you just did, is what's coming across is that you are motivated to help. Just yes. as, as um, you had I'd mentioned in your, in your little bio there. But, and 
when you are motivated to help, that message comes across to people who need that. And so I really ask the audience today to reach out if you need help in any of these areas that Poppy mentioned, that she is available and you can contact her. All her contact information will be in the show notes or contact me and I'll connect you because that's what life which is so short, really comes down to being about what impact did I make on someone else's life? And whether that's your husband's, your children's, your family's, a stranger on the street, people you've never met, those you rub shoulders with every day, you know, talked a lot about today in bettering ourselves and making ourselves be the kind of people that we want to be. And so I appreciate the positive message that you had today. I appreciate the motivation that you are showing that motivates each of us to not only help in our own relationships, but to help others. And so I thank you, and I thank you for your attitude and your warmth and your encouragement. Any final thoughts or call to action? Yes, my call to action would be don't just accept the status quo if you are really struggling don't ever give up hope, as uh, Carol says. <laughs> but even I don't know what all of you individually, of course, believe, but there is a God who wants to help. And all I can say is ask for his help. Yes. All right, Poppy. Well, thank you so much. And as I mentioned, everything will be in your show notes. And we hope that we have been an encouragement to people today and that they will be contacting you. Thank you, Poppy. Thank you, Carol. This has really been a a pleasure and a joy. I hope people are helped by it. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.